Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. We're going to talk about guns here, and there was a a study that was done by the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. And I have some connections because I spent about 10 years up in Milwaukee. John Diedrich is with us this afternoon who led this, um, this particular study. And I was interested because, you know, I love my peeps at hotair.com, Jazz Shaw and David Strom and the like, and hot air featured this study. And I've seen some conservative praise because it's a very broad study and it's not necessarily anti-gun. They just go into a lot of different situations and ask some questions and you know we get into the issue of gun deaths where violence is related and where suicide is related and that's kind of where this study goes john diedrich is with us this afternoon from the milwaukee journal central john how are you welcome to 97.1 fm talk in st louis i'm doing well mark uh, how are you doing i'm doing okay now we should mention that even though you're you're typically in milwaukee you're are you in europe right now is that what i understand that's right that's right i'm in spain right now our son is graduating from college uh, this week so Actually, from uh, from St. Louis University, which has a campus here in Madrid. Nice. Well, I was just in Madrid about eight months ago, and I had a great time with a bunch of listeners in Spain. So have an awesome time in Spain while you're there, and congratulations on the graduation. Tell me, uh, tell me about this study, because you looked at a lot here, and it's a very, very detailed study. I know there was a team of reporters here. Maybe start with what, what was the goal here? Was there a, a specific mission? Yeah, so, um, and thanks for having me on. So I did this project through um, a fellowship at Marquette University called the O'Brien Fellowship. This allows reporters to really step out of the newsroom and really focus on something in depth. And what we wanted to do was really look at Wisconsin. That was our study area and really help understand first for ourselves and then for our readers, how gun deaths affect different counties. A lot of the headlines for us in Wisconsin revolve around Milwaukee and um homicide and also accidental deaths or negligent deaths, police-involved shootings. And sure. there's good reasons for that. Um, but, but what really gets missed is suicide. And so what we started to do was collect data for every county in the state. My students uh, at Marquette, I had two students that, that worked with me on this, uh, uh, and they and I reached out to every uh, coroner and medical examiner in the state in an effort to get data so people from every county um, could see how uh, gun deaths affect them. 
One of the things that I've mentioned over the year when I, you know, I've talked about gun deaths a lot in St. Louis, unfortunately, has a lot in common, I think, with Milwaukee and other urban areas. But if you look at the numbers, and I use some raw numbers right now, and you can tell me how off I am. I, I remember 32, 33,000 gun deaths a year, but half of those really always kind of have been suicides. And I'm numbering, my, my numbers probably are off. That might be higher than it is. But one of the things you did find out is we hear about all of the deaths in the news. You have violent uh, gun battles, things like that. But really, you're finding that a lot of these gun deaths happen in rural areas with uh, older men in particular because of suicides. And, and obviously the access to guns plays into that, John. It, it does. And um, in, here in Wisconsin, out of 100 gun deaths, 71 are suicide, uh, 25% are homicide, 2% uh, are gun and uh, police involved and one is uh, accidental. So, um, yeah, so I think that, that that right there is a surprising number to some people nationally. It, it, that, that number moves around a little bit closer to half. And, and some states, it'll vary, vary around a bit. Um, but, yeah, that and, and here, in, again, the, the narrative, and I don't want to discount uh, homicide. Those are important. And there are different um, factors behind them, you know. And so it's really important for us to to not say, hey, they're all the same because a suicide, homicide, accident, these are different. Um, however, it is important. And we also wanted to come into this in a way that would I would use the phrase like invitational. Uh, and it's a it's kind of a word that gets used a lot now, maybe. But I guess we really wanted to go into this with an idea that we wanted to explore this. And we really understood when we got into this that it, it but where the heart of this project is, is with gun owners themselves. And, and I was able to talk to a lot of gun owners and focus in on efforts that have been going on, um, not only to um, step into this issue of suicide, um, but also some stories of hope and resilience, which, you know, we often don't get around gun deaths um, because of the outcomes. And again, not to diminish what has happened, but we really tried to focus in on some efforts some grassroots efforts that have been happening to really get in front of this. And you're right, the, the numbers, um, you know, disproportionately in terms of numbers are uh, white males over the age of 50 in our state. Uh, that's the, you know, that's the biggest, uh, that's the biggest category in, in, in terms of the suicide piece. But when you adjust the, the gun death rate, Milwaukee is not number one when you add in suicides and you adjust for population. And that right there was a real surprise to people that really Milwaukee's still in the top 10. Yeah. But yeah. it just has such an outsized role in, in the discussion. So obviously a big component here is mental health. I, I've been one that's been very, um, I would say, honest in, in recent years about a crisis that I had about 10 years ago with anxiety and depression, because I think it's a message that people need to, to hear it. And I also know, and I'm very aware that when people get into crisis, it's difficult to find resources. I do remember 60 minutes of this story. Gosh, I don't even know if it was maybe two years ago now about a pop-up clinic that was in Milwaukee when it came to youth, you know, kids in, in seeking mental health. But what would you say and what did you discover here in this reporting when it comes to mental health access? I think, unfortunately, there's not nearly enough of it. There isn't. And, uh, you know, when you get into rural parts of the state, it's even more so. Um, so that's a big problem um, in terms of the waiting list and so forth to get in. There's also a reluctance among um, some gun owners to go and seek mental health. And that's not everybody, uh, but that is a theme that came through. And there's some efforts to to address that among that population. I, it's also really important, I think, here to, to stress that people who are gun owners are not more prone um, to mental illness or to crises and so forth um, at any higher rate. However, because of the access to lethal means, um, and that's, you know, that's a really uh, important piece 
uh, to, you know, to acknowledge here that, that, um, when when there is a uh, attempt with a firearm, more than nine, nine out of ten times uh, there is a death. Um, that is not true with other means, but the presence of lethal means um, means that when somebody does come into a mental health challenge or uh, a crisis, a child, a loved one dies, divorce, uh, things like that, there is a moment where uh, intervention or separation from lethal means can really make yeah, a huge difference. I believe we're that. We're talking about even just minutes. Yeah, just yeah. minutes. John Diedrich is here. He's with the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. We're talking about a gun study called Behind the Gun. Now, just to, uh, we can't go into all this. It's very detailed, as I mentioned at the beginning, but some random things that you discovered, for example, I think are interesting. Most, uh, maybe encouraging too, most gun owners say that they keep those guns locked up. You found that women are, uh, and this maybe doesn't come as a surprise, especially coming out of the pandemic and some of the news from the past few years, but women and, and their ownership of guns is growing. Anything else interesting that kind of popped out of this that's maybe a little bit more along the lines of random, John? Well, it's interesting. You mentioned the storage piece. Um, the, also, the defensive gun use is discussed a lot. And um, and again, we did a, a poll, which you're referring to as a poll that we did, an extensive poll in Wisconsin. And, you know, so at, at that rate, we were we found that uh, uh, somewhere in the, the range, and again, we're talking about more than a million gun owners, and we, we polled 350 people. So we have to be careful to say this is not representative of a million people, but it's, it's the most in-depth thing that has been done. One of the things that we found was that defensive gun use among our group was around 11 12%. That's, and that's all kinds of defensive gun use. That could be announcing you have a gun or, uh, to, you know, to drawing, and, and uh, you know, seven out of, of that group had discharged a firearm. So those numbers um, are, I think, interesting to people and kind of debated. We just sort of put them out there not to say, hey, that's high, that's low, uh, but, but that was out there. The other thing that was interesting is the, um, the number of people who have concealed carry permits is a sort of at one level. But I guess I was a little bit surprised that um, – uh, a majority of people do not carry concealed regularly who have permits um, in our poll. And that, that bore out with a, a number of the uh, interviews that I did with people who said, you know, I, I wanted the permit it, it, for the reasons why occasionally I might want to have it, uh, but I don't carry regularly. And I think the assumption might be that the number of permits equals the number of like daily carriers of, of concealed. Yeah, uh, guns no, and, that's and that doesn't match up. Yeah, I, I would assume that it doesn't. That's a good point to be made. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 
Well, listen, I, f- I found it interesting. I saw some, you know, <laughs> this may make you uncomfortable. I saw some conservative praise in uh, for this study saying <laughs> it was pretty open-minded and, uh, you know, thorough. So I wanted to get you on, especially since I had some connections there in Wisconsin from being up there for so long. And I appreciate you taking time on uh, what is a personal trip in Spain there for your son's graduation. But thank you so much. Would you like to weigh in after the loss, uh, unfortunately, over the weekend on the Packers playoff chances moving forward? Because now I'm not feeling as confident as I was a week ago, John. I, I, I don't I don't think so. But, you know, the Packers, uh, if they make it in, it's going to be by the skin of their teeth, which is the way they won the Super Bowl last time. I'm not saying, but, you know, like maybe that's what they need. But, no, it was uh, it was not pretty. I like the young uh, the young team, though. I think I'm, I'm, I'm more confident than I was certainly at the beginning of the season for hope in the future. But, John, thank you so much. Enjoy the time in Madrid. And uh, we'll uh, we'll you know, I think this is not on the paywall. Right. If you go to JSonline.com, you can yeah, read this. Free. Right. Yep, it's free and it's it's picking up, you know, interest in different places. You mentioned uh, some. I talked with uh, uh, Cam Edwards from Barry News the other day, uh, Barry Namjanin, and uh, you know, and others as well. That so we we have some some different folks who are weighing in, and and it's I I, I do think that there's more. Um, uh, we're hearing from different people than we sometimes do in this, and it's been encouraging. The comments have been really encouraging, and and even some some um, cases where individuals have said they've heard from people who were considering taking their life and uh, following the story and they reached out and, and a different, a positive outcome happened. So that's super encouraging. JSonline.com. If you want to check that out, John Diedrich, thanks again. I really appreciate the time, John. Thanks, Mark. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Get more at 971talk.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.